Hi, and welcome to the Kelowna Girl Tries podcast. I'm Barb, and this is episode 116, May 20th, 2012. Hope you enjoy it. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back. I uh, got this show out kind of quicker than the last one, hey? Pretty good. Well, I uh, have a a pretty good show for you today, actually. Um, I got uh, some audio Eric and I recorded about his bare bones duathlon that he did last weekend. And I have some audio that Carlos the Jackal sent in about the Elk Lake and Elk and Beaver Lake uh, Ultra that he is race director for, which is just outside of Victoria on Vancouver Island. And I have a couple of race reports that were sent in, one by Jeff and one by John, an email from Melanie. And But first, I think I'll give you a little training update and uh, a little bit of drama in my week this week. Well, as you know, I have been in my taper mode. Now, I had my last long run. It was 34K. I can't remember if I told you about that, but it went well, but I was quite tired afterwards. Went out for a run after a couple of days later, and it just felt really stiff, and like I just kept wanting to walk. And I knew that. I knew to expect that the following week. I was supposed to do, I think Saturday was my long run. I was supposed to do 20, but I only did 15. I just felt, my legs just felt too dead. But uh, I was happy to get out there and run for a couple hours. And then this week, I was a little bit busy, so I couldn't go Tuesday. So I was going to go do my run on Wednesday and Friday and then a long run, a short long run today. And I got up Wednesday morning and my back was just, totally in spasm. It's my low back. It likes to bug me on my long run sometimes. Sometimes it starts to tighten up probably around the 10 to 15k mark and then I just kind of I bend over and I stretch it out and it's a little bit to do with my spondylolisthesis which I have in my low back but also my SI joint likes to lock up. Well Wednesday morning for no apparent reason uh, I just woke up with it just it was just out of whack, my SI joint. It was locked up tight. I could feel it really quite painful on one side particularly, and it's right at the joint there. Um, but I, I'm really not sure what exactly was going on with it. I, I ran Saturday, Sunday, uh, and then Sunday night I did a bunch of gardening and yard work. I was lifting some heavy things, but Monday and Tuesday I felt fine. So I find it hard to blame the yard work, which would make the most sense, I think. Um, but since I was felt okay for a couple of days, so I'd, I did nothing to cause this as my point. It just likes to do it once in a while. So I thought, okay, no, no problem. It'll just go through the day. It'll be okay. Uh, but the next morning I got up and it was still really sore. In fact, when I went to bed that night, that first night, Wednesday, I could, I couldn't even relax my back to lay on my back. It was just causing me quite a bit of pain. And uh, Thursday morning, it was the same. So I called Melanie, my chiropractor, right away. And luckily, I was able to get an appointment right after work that day. And she worked some magic. Well, when I went in, my hips were so out. Like, I looked crooked, sideways crooked. It was unbelievable. Um, And so she straightened out my hips. And she did a bunch of active release on my um, glutes and my um, psoas and stuff and everything's just sort of tightening up to protect my back so all the muscles tighten up and that causes pain as well and she said it was really quite inflamed she figures so she got it all rearranged did some back adjustment as well and then she taped me but when I left I was still feeling pretty tender and she said to keep icing it so I went home I iced it and uh, kind of felt sort of okay-ish Thursday night Friday morning I got up as soon as I got up, felt okay, but as soon as I started walking around, the pain started again, and it really hurt to walk. So obviously, I wasn't running. She said, don't run until Sunday, and uh, only if it feels okay, and as soon as it starts hurting, stop. So this was last, what, Thursday. So Friday morning, I get up, I go to work, and it's just hurting more and more. So I called a sub, and I went home at lunchtime. Um, I probably could have gotten through the the rest of the day of work but I had a really simple afternoon that would be easy for a sub to follow and I knew that if I got home I could lay on the floor and I could do all the stretches and things so she gave me a, you know a bunch of hip um, hip flexor and um, glute stretches and stuff all the ones I usually have to do 
to, she said, to stretch lots and to ice it. So that's what I did all Friday afternoon, Friday night. Saturday morning, it's still in pain. And I'm thinking, okay, this is like day three, day four. I don't think I'm going to be able to run on Saturday. I can hardly walk. And then this morning, it was still pretty sore and tight, but feeling just a tiny bit better. So I yesterday and today, I did nothing. Like I just absolutely laid flat as much as I could um, with my knees bent, got into that comfortable position. I've been trying to make sure I'm not lying at night and in a bad position that'll be bad for my low back. I kind of know what it needs, but um, usually it just gets solved a lot more quickly than this. And of course, it's just freaking me out because I'm one week away from my race. And right now I can, I can kind of barely walk. <laughs> yeah. So I had to pop into my doctor's office yesterday um, on an unrelated um, thing. So, but while I was there, I said, you know, my back is kind of messed up. And I've got to run a marathon next weekend and wondering, maybe I should take maybe some, I don't know, muscle relaxants or something. And uh, she kind of raised her eyebrows, the fact that uh, my back is hurting and I'm still thinking about running a marathon. But uh, she kind of suggested that might not be the smartest thing to do. (laughs) But what do doctors know? Uh, But she didn't really think that taking any um, uh, um, muscle relaxants would really help that much. Uh, It would be better to just make sure I'm taking anti-inflammatories. So I've been taking ibuprofen and I didn't think I needed anything stronger because that was working fine. And the problem with taking the ibuprofen is that it stops the pain and then I feel like, oh, it's better, I can do stuff. So I find it really hard not to do stuff, <laughs> you know. You know, I need to vacuum or something or I just want to pick that up. So um, I have been trying super hard. It's just so important. So it is now about 6.30 on Sunday night and my back is actually feeling a little bit better. It's As the day has gone through today, instead of getting worse, it's actually gotten better. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that tomorrow it'll be even better and I'm going to go for a very short little bit of a walk run and just see if it starts to lock up or tighten up, I'll stop right away because I know I don't have to run before next weekend, but I think mentally I would feel better if I just got out first for a little bit. And I'm also going to ride my bike. I'll ride, maybe even just throw it on the trainer and, and just spin. So I think that loosens things up and makes me feel better too. And Sheila suggested maybe some pool running. So I'm going to see how that goes. I know I can't swim when my back is sore because it arches my back and I can't do anything that, like I can't do any back extensions. So anyways, we'll see. We'll see. So we're now one week away from a marathon and the girl can't walk. So what's going to happen? You'll have to just wait and see. I did update my blog though. So Hopefully in the next couple of days, if you're really wondering whether I'm going to do the race next weekend or not, you can check out my blog at clonagirl.com. And I'm still, like I say, I'm optimistic. It's a whole week. It's got to be better by then. I think I'm just a little worried that I don't want to start the race with my back hurting because I know my back's going to be hurting while I'm running because it always does. But I just think if it starts the race with it pain in pain, um, yeah, it might not be good. Eric was suggesting that uh, if worse comes to worse and it's really in rough shape next fr- next Sunday that I could always just hold off and maybe find another marathon in a, in a week or two. Um, I know Rock and Roll Seattle is still open and that's not too, too far away from me and it's on um, uh, June 23rd, I think. So I, I could maintain my fitness and still probably be healed up and able to go and do that one if I absolutely had to. And there's also another one, I think maybe the same weekend, on the island uh, between Titofino and Euclid. So it's um, on Vancouver Island. And it's kind of, a, kind of a cool one, but it would probably rain the whole time. We'll see. All right. So that's enough about me. How about you guys? Let's hear what's happening. Uh, and here is the first little bit of audio, and it starts off with Eric and I chatting. Okay. Take care. <laughs> All right, it's recording. Okay, so? So, where are we? We're sitting on the deck. We are sitting on our deck, looking yeah. at the clouds. Yeah, oh, there's Rolling a big truck. In. Big wheels keep turning. You know, that reminds me, way back, I think in my first year or my second year of podcasting, I was sitting here on the deck, and I was recording by myself. And a car drove down Arborview there, 
and another car started to pull out in front of it, and it squealed on the brakes so loud, and I went, <gasps> like that, and people, I, I, I just left it in, right? I never thought about it, that it might scare the crap out of someone who was listening. So people would be running and listening to my podcast, and then all of a sudden, they'd hear these tires wheels squealing and they got their headphones in and maybe they're running yeah. and they'd like turn and look and scare the crap out of them it really <laughs> comes out of the blue right and then i yeah. would explain what happened but i didn't think to edit it out so in retrospect i'd like to apologize for that two years ago three years ago maybe yeah whatever long time ago well mr oh i almost called you mr your last name mr mr <laughs> Mr. Kelowna guy. <laughs> well, you know, when you're a teacher, that's what you call each other. That's yeah. what we do sometimes. I'm not a teacher anymore, though. Yeah, so I can't call you that. Nope. Mr. D. Yeah, that'll do. So, um, you had a race last weekend, and we haven't talked about that. And I, did. I haven't put a show up, so. A week ago today. Yeah. The Saturday. So, you did the bare bones. It's the third time? Third time. Good. So, let's give us the brief overview. The briefer one sentence? <laughs> no. Oh, you don't want the summary first. No, don't start. Like, I was born in 1950 in a small 15? hamlet. 50. Oh. The small hamlet in Denmark. Oh, where the Giro d'Italia started to yes. this year. The Giro d'Italia started in Eric's hometown. That's right. And a BC boy is in first place, Mr. Ryder Hedgedal. That's who right. used to mountain bike in the hills right behind our house here. That's right. That's where he got his start. I rode the same course as he did. Yes. Did you beat him? <laughs> uh, only because we probably started an hour earlier or something. <laughs> <laughs> they saved the good guys for last. All right. So, you did bare bones. I it did was bare a duathlon. Bones. It was a 535. How did it go? What were your. It was a what? 535. 5325. Whatever. Okay. 30-ish. It's kilometers, so go? they don't count. Do, do you want the brief version or the full-out version? The medium one. The medium one. Okay. So I have... Uh, <laughs> we got there good and early. Uh, yep. It was sunny. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's right. It was calm mm-hmm. when we arrived. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We got there about 12.30. Race was 2. Right? Yes, sir. Yes. So I <laughs> I registered and got all set up and everything like that. It's sounding like the long version. And, oh, but th- this is important, though. <laughs> I'm just this kidding. This is an important part, because it was calm when we got there, and the conditions were ideal, beautiful. Yes. It, was, it was a marvelous day, like 20, 21, day. 22, 23. I had planned to get <coughs> lots of tanning in that day. Yeah, yeah. They're better than last year. Last year yeah. wasn't that good. Yeah. But anyways, about well, 15, 20, 25 minutes before race time, mm-hmm. from the south, which of is... Of course, the direction where we're going to be biking for, yeah. and it was uh, like 25 kilometers an hour from the south. That's right. So, anyways, having said that, let's get on to. Well, and let's just talk one. just briefly, just to refresh people's minds, if in case you haven't listened to last year's show mm. and the year before's show, that the out and back on this loop is the first part of the Ironman Canada course. So it runs right along Skaha Lake, which is a flat area, and it's notoriously windy, either one direction or the other. Um, So even though it's a beautiful, nice flat section, um, it's almost always windy. And because your race is later in the day, it's not a morning race, you invariably have wind on that that, um, race. But last year you were lucky, it wasn't too windy. Last year it was good. Yeah, and then it climbs up the backside of... McLean Creek. McLean Creek. And then it comes down the front side of it, the hill, and then back down into town, into Penticton. Back north into Penticton. Yeah. And so that is just like the very first little short leg of Ironman Canada. So it's kind of interesting in that respect. And and just for a brief on the run, the run is very flat. Mm -hmm. Three circuits of a flat through a park type thing, uh, 1.66 kilometers a circuit. Yes, it must be just a little over a mile then per. Yeah, I guess three so. One mile I circuits. So. I was thinking that. Okay. Anyways, it's a five mile run, five kilometer run twice, and then with the 30, 31, 32k bike in the middle. So, <clears throat> my goal for that first run was 
I think I said 2630 or something like yep. that. Yeah, and, and uh, I did reach that. I think I even got a little bit better than 2630 on that first run. Yeah, you run. were really close to 26 minutes. It was good. Under, so, maybe. so everything was fine. Yep. Everything was going according to plan. And uh, so then I hopped on my bike and started heading. Two birds fighting out there. Oh. Sorry. Continue. Okay. It's probably more exciting than my race report. <laughs> a couple of birds just flew in, landed on the deck and started fighting. What are they doing? I don't know. I think oh. they're gone now. Okay. Anyways, keep going. So then you did your bike and then you Put on my good... bike. Okay. Yeah. And got your you head south. Okay. Yeah. Head south to Okanagan Falls, mm-hmm. which is where you then head left up into McLean Creek when you get to Okanagan Falls. But on that route on the lake, the side of the lake heading south, it was windy. And uh, Big it was gusts. gusting up to 35 to 37 kilometers. Yeah. Kilometers. Important to notice that. Note that. Yeah. Um, so it was hard work. It really was hard work. And uh, whereas last year on that particular route heading south, I probably averaged uh, 31, 32 kilometers an hour. Angel, come here. I'm gonna grab Angel. On, on this one. Jump on this dog here. Come here, Angel. What dog? Angel, come here. Come here, Angel. Come here. There's no dog. Yeah, there is. Oh, there's Angel. Angel, quick. Come here. I gotta hold my dog so she doesn't jump. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, but that's yeah. all right. Good girl. Oh, look at the dogs. Um. Okay. Last year, yeah, 30, 31, 32 kilometers heading south, kilometers per hour heading south. This year it was twenty-four, twenty-five. Is that south. your speed? Yeah. Yeah. Average so it was way slower because south. you're just pushing against the wind on the flats. I must say, though, I, I did work hard. I did pass, like, eight eight people on heading south. So I was pretty pleased with my bike. Yeah. But I worked hard, and it was tiring, and it was draining. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to the climb in Okanagan Falls, going up to McLean Creek, it, I was more tired than I was last year at the same time. Yeah, so you and, lost a little bit. And so I lost there. time on that climb as well mm-hmm. <clears throat> even though once you start the climb the wind was gone pretty much which was good then you get to the top and you shoot back down and then that's the downhill part of the bike and it went smoothly went really fast and back down to the road along Skaha but now heading north back to Penticton and uh, I averaged probably 34 35 going back on that road because I had the wind in the back. Right. Unfortunately, it had slowed down about five kilometers since coming out that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wind was calming down by the time yeah. he was on the way back. So, and you never seem to gain that, that distance or that speed that you lose when you're going, you know, like up a hill and down a hill or no. against the wind out and back. Theoretically, Because the it best, takes you longer. Best course well, no, that's, that's a different topic, so I won't get on that. But anyways, heading back to uh, to Penticton, got back there and got ready for the last run. And so Transitions were, were all smooth. Yeah, and I was just going to say you're five or six minutes short of your goal time because of the wind. Probably four, okay? Oh, on, okay. on the bike, probably four minutes, three to four minutes. Okay, good. Because on the, on the next run... Yeah. Because I was, I was tired coming off the bike, no doubt about it. And uh, my run <coughs> didn't go as well as I'd planned after that. And uh, it was all I could do just to keep from walking once in a while. But that was my main goal on the run, not to walk. And so instead of being what I'd hoped for another 2630 or something like that, it ended up being a 28 or 29, I think. Uh, the last 5k yep. <clears throat> so my overall was 5 to 6 minutes slower than last year Okay. 3 to 4 on the run and a couple on the last bike uh, oh, 3 to 4 on the bike sorry and a couple slower on the last run yep but and then again everybody was slower because that wind affected everybody so everybody yeah. found their times their bike times particularly were you know several minutes slower than last year so, 
My, yeah, my time was five to six minutes slower. But good thing is I, I really was had a better placing within the field than I did last year. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I mean. Um, and also within my age group, I was there was only three people in my age group last year, and that was I was second. And this year there were five people, and I was still second. Yeah. So so I guess I can take something out of that. And wasn't the guy who was first? Ooh, he was. He superb. was like I don't know. He was like way 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 faster, right? Well, I mean, my time was two o three. Yeah. His was one fifty one or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So. It's not like anything, even if you'd beat your goal, you would never have beaten him anyway. Mm-hmm. So you had no hope. He was way up there in like in the rankings, like in the top, I don't know what. Well, he was mid, mid-range. Really? I thought he was higher than that even. Well, like Top maybe. 20 or something. No, I don't think he was quite that okay. far. But I he was up there. He was, was. I mean, he I, did well. I don't understand how anybody can do that well. Of course, there's lots of people who did better than that, even. Well, those I first two guys, it, the guy who wins, is just amazing. He won last year, Jeff Simons. Yep. He's a young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think still under 29. And he does the first run in 15 minutes. Hmm. So he does a 15-minute 5K, and then he's got his aero helmet and his time trial bike, and he just kills that bike. And he was finished his entire race before you were off the bike. And you're what I consider to be pretty strong out there. So just imagine, eh? I have a decent bike. Yeah. yeah. But you're running. You're running is much better than it was in the last few years. I think you've done well. Well, yeah, but I know what I have to work on now. I yeah. really do. I have to work on form as much as anything. Running form. Yeah. Yeah. Running form. Really important. And core work. Like I really, when I get tired, I look like an old man. And I hate that. Just yeah. because I... I'm an old man doesn't mean I have to look like one, right? That's right. You, you so, pull out your cane out of your back pocket. Just about. No. <laughs> just about. Yeah. It feels like that. Well, I think core work would be good for you. And uh, also, I, this is just me talking because I've already told you this to your face, but I'm going to say it on the show. I think you need to work on your nutrition because you don't really drink. And he did a two-hour race with absolutely no fuel. And I think... What do you guys think? Email him and tell him he should have a gel. I think he should take a gel right before the race because you don't really get to eat lunch for quite a while before. And then I think he should take a gel on the bike. Well, halfway, at least halfway, at least one, maybe two. I think your suggestion of having an aero bottle, you know, like, you know, yeah. in between the aero bars, yeah. is a great idea. Well, the aero bottle so that you're drinking on the bike mm-hmm. and have some uh, electrolytes in there. Yeah. And then I think you need to take a gel on the bike. And you can put it in a gel flask like I do. Shoot that sucker back. It's so quick and easy. Well, I don't. Sip, sip, and you're done. And it gives you instant, well, I say five minutes, bang. You feel that. It gives you that kick. I don't want to do different things. I can't I just put it all in the aero bottle? Is there any reason why, yes, you can. why whatever I need can't be just sitting in that aero bottle? Because I don't want anything extra. Yes, you can. Well, then that would be the then best idea. Then take Gatorade if it doesn't bug you, or um, or put Noon and CarboPro in. Yeah, see, that's what but you, you got to drink enough, right? And, and and when you're in aero, I mean, I find drinking, pulling a bottle from somewhere or whatever, distracting. Yeah, it, I can't drink out of a bottle. It, uh, just ruins the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think having an arrow bottle sitting there between the bars and just having that straw sticking up and you can just suck on it when you're down an arrow makes a lot of sense. The only the only, here's the problem with it though, if without not taking a gel, is that if you rely on the arrow bottle, then you have to drink that whole damn arrow bottle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You've got to have enough fuel. Let's say you're going to drink a half a bottle on the thing, then you've got to have that two scoops in that half a bottle or whatever. Whereas... Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> we had to stop because we were watching a skateboarder come down the big hill in front of our house and turn the corner where there's potentially traffic. But anyways. But he had a helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I, I think that, see, if you took the gel, that gives you instant 100 calories, right? Bang, and it gives you an instant kick. You could have it in a gel flask right off the run. In transition, takes three seconds to suck that back. Pick it up, suck, suck, gone, and you're gone. Two seconds. Mm-hmm. And if you mix it with water ahead of time, so it's really watery. It's just chug, chug, 
Van Gogh. Yeah. Right? And then electrolytes in your water bottle because if you're dehydrated, you lose um, power. Yeah. You know, you lose your whatever it's called. I did have electrolytes in my water bottle. But you didn't drink any of your water in your water bottle. Well, I did in the transition. Yeah. But, I mean, having a couple of sips in transition does not really equate to a lot. It was kind of nice. I, I did stop when mm-hmm. I was run when I was running. I stopped at a water stop and had a drink of Gatorade. Yeah. Oh, not because I was thirsty, because I needed to stop and walk. <laughs> but I only walked two seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying you need to take it on on the run because, like you say, you can always stop at the. You know, it's a short run, and you can always stop at this water stops and get Gatorade or whatever. But I think yeah. on the bike, it's really easy to be sipping steadily. And to shoot back a gel on the bike is really easy, especially if you have a gel flask. Or if you don't want to do it on the bike, then you put it in transition. Yeah. You know, and you just take half of it at the end of each, at the end of one run and, well, during T1 and T2. And I bet you, you would feel a lot more energy at the end of your race. You'd have a lot more energy in your third segment. I could be. I think it'd be worth a try. Well, we'll try that next year. It's not going to make it any worse. Mm, Put it that way. Maybe not. And, you know, I, I use hammer gel uh, espresso. It's got caffeine in it. That caffeine gives you a kick. Just stop at Starbucks halfway. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. There's no Starbucks in uh, Penticton, though. There isn't. You're absolutely right. Particularly not along the race course. Hmm. Might be some wineries. probably so you came home and you were not very happy but I I think you've recovered from that disappointment haven't you it was uh, I think the disappointment was the wind the wind I think caused the disappointment yeah but you can't complain about your no 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 I'm just performance but I always have to gauge myself like I'm in a contest right I'm an experiment yeah I'm, I'm in an experiment to see how long I can improve and this year I didn't improve, so you got to figure out why. Because it was it because, really windy. Is it because the experiment is over, or is it because there were some other factors to take into account? Well, I think in this case it's clear what the problem was. Well, maybe, because I felt 62 now. overall that I was <laughs> a better <laughs> runner, though, this year than last year. Yeah. But it didn't quite work out that way. Yeah, because it was windy. But, well, we'll find out. We'll... Uh, it, next year's race will be uh, pivotal. It'll be pivotal. What kind of birds are those? I don't know, but there's lots of them. I saw today a bird that looked like maybe some kind of bird of prey. Mm-hmm. And a small bird chasing it all over the place, pestering it. Well, they do it. that. Yeah. Really the little guys buzz around the big guys. It was like, it was chasing down on Lakeshore today. Hmm. Because they're a bunch of crows. It could be. They don't look anything interesting. I've never seen a flock of crows before. It's a band, isn't it? A flock of crows? Band of crows. No. Flock of crows? <laughs> that there? Crows. I bet you there is. Something crows. No, but I bet you there is a band called Flock of Crows. A flock of crows. Yeah. Yeah. If there isn't, I should make one. Almost sounds rude. Maybe that could be Jesse's band name. A flock of crows. Yeah. All right. So that's good. Okay. So, so what's your next race? Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. Might do a little mountain bike race for fun. Might, might, might do a it's little So how many laps can you do in one hour race up in Crawford? He's going to ride where Ryder Hedgedal used to, to practice. That's right. Well, he didn't practice. He didn't live here. He was from Victoria, he but he came over for his BC Cup. <coughs> but what are the two places Crawford. most people... No. What are the two places in British Columbia most people want to live? Victoria and Kelowna. Victoria or Kelowna, right? Yeah. Yep. Unless you're a city person, you want Vancouver. <coughs> so. This is the place. All right, that's 20 minutes, man. 20 minutes? That's almost your whole podcast. No, I talk way longer than that. Oh, yeah. <coughs> but I have a little um, audio to play from Carlos the Jackal about his Elk Lake Ultra. Oh, yeah. And, um... I have a couple of race reports to share. Elk Lake Ultra. Was that the course we ran then? Yep. Or is it just that 
circuit over and over again? Yeah. Okay. Well, you could remember that was the one of the marathon I was going to do. Yeah, that's a um, 10K circuit, wasn't it? <coughs> yeah, it's 10K circuit. You can do four laps for the first marathon and plus a little bit. Or you can do five laps for a 50K. Or you can do, I don't know how many, you can do the math for a 50 miler. 50 miler. Ugh. That would be like eight times around. Yeah, probably. Like 80K. And then the local Scorched Soul is coming up. The Ultra is coming up uh, in Kelowna. A new site? End of, end of June. And this year it's up in Knox Mountain. they got some really interesting... Um, area. If I wasn't training for a marathon right now, I would go up and run up there because I'd like to try it. Well, it's not as much in the sticks sticks as before. No. It's because like right in the it's middle. like at the edge of town on a mountain that's well visited. Mm-hmm. And it's circuits. Yeah. Multiple circuits. I think it's like about a 12k, uh, around 12k because you do well, maybe a little longer than 15. You do one and a half. Oh darn, I'm trying to remember now. There's a 25k, there's a 50k, and there's a 50 miler. And I know you do one and a half loops for one of the races, and then three loops for another. Must be 15. That was me hitting my wine glass by mistake. And uh, our local friend Jason S. Wine? Are you run drinking in, wine? Run in pain. Our local listener. We have Who? one listener from Is this Kelowna. Jason? Yeah, he's going to be running the. Oh gosh, Jason, what are you doing? 25k, I think. I think so. So we wow. might meet him tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Because he's well, going to make a Well, maybe even if we don't race, I might go out, drop around, and yeah. say hi <coughs> Yeah. So that'll be cool. And we got another uh, meet-up coming in August. My good friend Stuart Quadrathon is coming to oh. Kelowna. Oh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. He and a friend are flying into Vancouver in August, and he's going to come into the interior. They want to ride around, check out the Ironman Canada bike course, and... They're going to come and hang out with us for a few days. They want to do the whole 180, though? I don't know. I don't know how far. I'm sure he wants to do the loop, though. The Richter Pass loop? Well, the Richter Pass and Yellow Lake and all the way around. I'm sure they want to do that. Yeah. Unless they just want to go and ride it. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, mean, drive it. Drive it. (laughs) (laughs) We're down and we we drove it. We can drive it and, like, (laughs) ride one-third... Or one person could be driving and the other two could be biking. The driving is me. Then they could like, I'll do the driving because there's no way I'm going to be. <coughs> oh, you could. Yeah. You could meet I us at various places and have a good meal ready for us or That's something. That's right. I'll do the, the wifely the thing. Yeah, you be the caterer. <laughs> have a cold Sherpa. beer. Sherpa. Sherpa. Oh, I'm sure that Stuart doesn't drink alcohol when he's riding his bicycle. Doesn't he? No. He's British, you know. So he'd, like, have scotch. Actually, no, he wouldn't. Actually, Brits drink a lot. He's unusual for a Brit. We can, yeah, <laughs> we can have ale, non-carbonated. Stout. Stout. Guinness. Guinness. Oh, that would be too heavy. <laughs> you need a light, sort of, yeah. easy-flowing stuff. All right, well, we'll just have to teach them how they do it in Canada. You're going to ride Ironman. It's a beer It's a beer run ride. Yeah, for sure. Every water stop, you have to drink a beer before you go to the next one. Ah, I think you should come along and have a cooler in the car. <laughs> oh, be fun. Because it is summer and it is fun. Yeah. All right. All right. C'est tu. C'est tu. It's a holiday weekend up here. Yep. It's the and Queen's it, birthday. Victoria Day. Yeah. The old queen. Yeah, like the really, really, really old queen. Queen Victoria, who died years and years and years ago. Yeah. I don't even know. She's like in the 1800s or something, isn't she? Early 1900s. Okay. Anyway, we used to have Firecracker Day on Victoria Day. Did you? Yeah. Oh. So we bought firecrackers. And I thought Firecracker Day was <coughs> Halloween. No. No, it was Victoria Day. <coughs> well, it is. It's just about as much fun as Halloween. I just like it because I had the day off on Monday. <sighs> Wouldn't be allowed to do all those firecrackers today. Oh, I don't know. You wouldn't. Ah, yes. Oh, so what are you drinking tonight, honey? I'm drinking some rosé. It's a nice rosé, isn't it? It actually looks like a very weak Pinot Noir. Yeah, it's a, but it's... not a rosé, it's a red But it's... It would be a very sweet Pinot Noir. 
It's a rouge. A rouge. It's not a rosé. Because ah. it's really dark, right? And, and it's not pink. Greater body. More body than your typical rosé. Yep. It's almost like in between. It is. Very tasty. My glass is empty. Here, you can finish mine. Okay. You can have mine. No, thank you. <laughs> There's two drops. I don't want it. I can't you. hold two glasses at one time. You can't? I can. I'm pretty sure you can. I could probably drink from two at the same time. And now you're double fisting it. That looks good when people come by. Mm. Life is good. <clears throat> yep. It's not very warm out, though. It's warm enough. Yeah. But it was super nice last week. It was in the 80s. Hit 30 on Tuesday, and then since then it's been pushing, barely pushing 70. You're American. jumping back and forth between Celsius and Fahrenheit. I know. That's because 90% of the people that listen to this show are American. Mm. So what's 30, 30 Celsius? 32 is 82. 32? No. No, 28 is 82. Sorry. Yeah. 28 is 82. So 32 would be close to 90. Yep, yep, yep. I can't remember now what it is. So anyways, 30 is, is the a high normal 80s. temperature here in the summer. Yeah. Uh, even higher. 30 would be... Yeah, How many times are we going to go on? Sort of average, kind of. Yeah. All right, we have to <coughs> end this inane chatter because I have to talk some serious stuff. Can I say goodbye? Yeah, you can say goodbye. goodbye. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Ah, so who knows the other half of that? Don't don't say it. I don't know it. I can't okay, goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Georgie. <laughs> It is George. Is it? Well, yeah. I only had it figured it you had to be goodnight, George, because Why? it was her husband. So you did know. Well, I didn't know. I guessed. Uh, Gracie and George. George. Well, I knew who said it. George Burns' wife said goodnight. He's George well, Burns said you? goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. So you asked me what, and I don't know what he, she used to say. Did she well, say goodnight, goodnight, George? Goodnight, George, I would think. That's like goodnight, John Boy. Night, Mary Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> night, Grandpa. Yeah, okay, so... Okay. Anybody who knows George Burns and Gracie Allen, is that what it is? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, I know Roy Rogers they're and Dale long, Evans. They're long before my time. <sighs> Tom Mix? No, I've never heard of Tom Mix. Never? Never. I have no context for Tom Mix. <sighs> Me neither, really. He's here, but he, I, I heard of him, is but, he around, but I never saw him. Was his. he around with Queen Victoria? <laughs> well, he would have been in a... Late 40s, early 50s. Oh, well, no wonder. Yeah. I hadn't even been thought about yet. Yeah. You might have been. Because <laughs> you were obviously well planned. Nobody would have planned me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Mm. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Okay, yeah. That went on just a bit too long. Sorry about that. Uh, okay, so let's jump into an email I got from Jeff, Jeff M, uh, from Western, well, he did the Western Oregon University Sprint Triathlon recently, so I'm going to guess that's where he's from, from Oregon, and he sent in a race report, finally, thank you, Jeff, I appreciate that, because you know what, it's nice to hear how other people are doing, so here's what he wrote, I ran the Western Oregon University Sprint triathlon on April 28th. It's a 500-yard swim, 17.2-mile bike, and a 3.2-mile run. This was my second triathlon. I've only been running for less than two years, and I was thinking about doing this one last year as my first until I did a test ride. At the time, I wasn't aware that the bike course, because of the hills, is known to be a challenge. I chose another triathlon as my first one, but I was determined to come back this year and not be intimidated by the hills. After setting up my transition area, I remembered one of the tips you gave about going to both of the entrances and looking to see where you'll need to go. On the way, the racks were set up that I could easily see how it might be confusing. Yeah, good good tip from me, because I get lost half the time I'm in my races. This is me talking, not Jeff. All right. Uh, the swim was in the pool with four people per lane starting five seconds apart. I was in the perfect spot based on my estimated time with two faster swimmers in front of me and one slower one behind me. The first laps, I seemed to be dropping back a little, so I picked up the pace for a length to get into position and I settled back down into my comfortable rhythm. 
During the rest of the swim, every time I pushed off the wall, I'd come right up to the swimmer in front of me. I'd slow down so I wouldn't run over him. When I reached the end of the lane, there would be a good enough gap not to pass, but still short enough that I'd have to pause for a second to get a breath and push off again. What a difference a year makes. Last year, I was a lot slower, passed by everyone in my lane, last out of the pool in my heat, and completely exhausted. This year, I felt like the others in my lane were a little slow. I probably could have passed, but if I wasn't careful, I might have pushed myself too hard and wouldn't have had as much energy as I needed for the ride. Once I passed, I would have also have lost the effects of drafting. My swim split was 13.29. Originally, I was disappointed because I knew I should have been closer to 13 minutes even, but then I remembered that the timing mat was at the entrance of the transition area. Here is my lesson learned. Do a time trial for the swim as close to your race as possible to get an accurate estimate. I did a 500-yard time trial in December, 1321, and another in February, 1308. I thought it was possible I might be under 13 minutes, but probably not very much. I was wrong. I did another time trial in swim conditioning class Thursday after the race, and my new time is 12.15. I might actually have been able to achieve my goal of a 12.30 swim split. Ah, well. My goal for the bike split was to average 14 miles per hour, and my average was 14.24. Hooray! My test ride in March was 13.7, and last year on my commuter bike, it was only 11.4. I was passed by only a few people, but I passed several, including some people walking their bikes on the second and third major climbs. The course was open to traffic, so I had a short rest break while I was stopped at an intersection while one car was coming, and some other racers were coming down the hill. I still need to work on dismounting while in motion. Unclipping one side and swinging the leg over is still rough for me after a hard ride and my legs are shaky. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. This bike is also still relatively new for me, and a lot lighter than the bike I commute with every day, so it handles differently when unclipping from the last pedal. I was using a three-to-one run-walk. My right foot was a little tingly coming off the bike, and I was still a little wobbly for a short period, several muscles complaining too, but I pushed through. The run finished with, finishes with one lap around the track. I increased my pace to finish strong, but my left hamstring was starting to cramp coming around the last corner of the track. I finished with an average pace of 11.28. I missed my goal by a little, but still not too bad after a killer ride. Overall, it was a good race for me. I must be a glutton for punishment. The next day, I decided at the last minute to ride the Monster Cookie Metric Century. The day after, holy cow, that's good. My longest ride up until then was less than 26 miles, but at least this one was relatively flat. I had a good time, enjoyed seeing a lot of the other riders, there were 2,000 of us, and I even managed to ride at a good pace, finishing in about four hours. That's great. Everything ached. It was also a test to see if I'd be able to do something similar again. I've already signed up for the inaugural Portland Rock and Roll Half Marathon, but I was disappointed that I couldn't race the state and sprint triathlon because it's the day before. It was my first triathlon, and it was also their inaugural triathlon. Jeff. Well, thanks very much, Jeff. That's great. Sounds like uh, some uh, pretty good uh, first and second races that you've had. But uh, I'm really impressed that you were able to get out there and do a metric century at a decent pace, too, uh, the day after a ride. I'll tell you, that would be tough. Now, the Portland Half Marathon. Uh, gee, that's right away, isn't it? Is it this, maybe even the weekend right now or next weekend? I think I remember reading about that. Um, but anyways, thanks very much for sending that in. And got an email from John, John R. I never know if I should put people's last names, so I don't. It says, hi, Barb. This might be the weekend of your longest run. Now, he sent this on May 13th. Yeah, it was last weekend, so it was probably the weekend after my long run. Um, it was good to have a pod- podcast update, and I wish you every success as you taper. We kind of went through this 2012 marathon journey together, and mine didn't quite work out the way I thought it would, but really worth doing it, and so I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. I just finished my blog post uh, on the race, and his is daretotrylife.com, so it's dare, D-A-R-E, two T-O, try, T-R-I, and life, L-I-F-E, dot com. 
So if you want to check out his race report, it's there. And we had a great family time in London. I urge people to try a big, major big city marathon at least once in their life. I actually think doing mostly run training shows what a good decision we've made in to do triathlon. I know, isn't that true too, eh? Um, the three sports is much healthier than specialization on just one. Anyway, I think I'm going to continue to focus on running this year and try to figure out this stretching conditioning stuff. It seems to really matter. I agree with you. I now have a foam roller and it is so sore, which probably shows how much I need it. I think I'll try a marathon again later in the year and keep this run fitness in the bank. Hopefully I can build on that for a better triathlon performance next year. I hope things have settled down professionally for you and don't let the buggers get you down. Uh, that's from all my bitching about work. <laughs> Try not to let the podcast slip. We need our Kelowna girl fix. <laughs> Take care and enjoy your race from John. So thanks very much, John, for the email. And I got a little good luck from Melanie. And she's got a blog that's uh, not specifically about racing. It's about gardening. It's kind of interesting. It's Go Northern Gardeners Almanac dot com if you want to check it out um but she said i listened to your latest podcast about marathon training a few days ago and congrats she congratulated me i know how hard it is to motivate myself to run consistently and go to the go the required distance it seems like any excuse not to go will do <laughs> I, I totally get you on that one it's always easier when there's someone waiting for me to run with listening to you has inspired me to train for a marathon although i have no idea which one yet so I'm in trying to encourage Melanie. I think she should go for maybe Victoria because Victoria is really beautiful. And that would be in October, second weekend, usually Thanksgiving weekend. So think about that. Now she is off uh, on holiday this week, next weekend. So she was just going to send me some good luck. And, uh, and um, yeah, good luck with your training too, Melanie. And enjoy your trip and congrats to your son's wedding. All right, now I have some audio from Carlos, and I'm going to pop that in right here. And this is the race from, it's Vancouver Island, and he had the Elk, it's the Elk Lake. It's a beautiful little lake uh, just outside of Victoria on the Saanich Peninsula, and it is almost a perfect 10K to run right around it, and it's almost all flat, a little tiny bit of rolling hill. And so Carlos is the race director for, um, it's got a first-timers marathon, a 50K and a 50-miler. And uh, yeah, I, I've seen some of the pictures and stuff. So I'll pop that audio in right here and we can hear how it went. So here we are at the start of the Elk Beaver Ultras. It's uh, five... 5.36 and this is our uh, athletes village <laughs> I'm just going to check on the generator no no Looking great. Hey, hey Rob! Running with a broken arm. Shoulder. Shoulder. Hi there, guys. Hi. You. Nice work. Hi there. Hello. Hello. You're going too fast. Uh -huh. You're going too fast. 
I'm only kidding. 50 milers, you! Hello. Doing good. Keep working. Nice work. Hi. Hi there. Hello. You in the race? No, no. Okay. Walker, Walker, Walker. Good work. So these guys are now on their second lap. I'm still to finish my first in the wrong direction. Hi there. Carlos, how you doing? Good. Jim! Woo! Come to me. Okay. And then you come back to me. Oh, is that what I do? Yeah, you come back. Okay. Uh, one in a second. You guys are like probably the best people in the world. Perfect. What a day, Carlo. Out of the park, brother. Yep. Out of the Hampton Park. I should have done this lap in 58. I came in way too fast. I've got to kill some time now. I'm going to be 58. Off you go. These guys are all on three laps now. I'm starting to finish my second. Things looking good. I'm feeling pretty good. I can keep this up for another three laps. No problem. I think I'm probably going to stop filming and taking pictures and just keep my head down and do the business. Mr. Macy! Logan! 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 Camera's back, yeah. Hi there. Hi. This is my fourth lap. Got one more after this. You! One more lap? Okay. You can do it. 100k gal coming in for her last lap. You're looking great, buddy. I don't know how you manage it. You're going to be featured in my video. What an honor. <laughs> All right, have some food or something. Oh, you got your own food? Good. And you got your support crew and everything? God, how can you be that fresh after 90K? Gosh, she's not even crabby. Look at her. I'd be, I'd be a soggy mess. How did she do it? Look, she's off again. Last lap. Well done, Bonnie. All right, I got to finish up this quick. First of all, I just have to give a little bit of a, a shout out to Jason uh, S. <laughs> Jason, who's a local, an actual local listener, a listener from Kelowna. Holy cow. Anyways, I got to meet him today. It was so cool. Eric and I were up at the Crawford uh, mountain bike races in the hills behind our house. And uh, he came up with his son, Ethan, to watch. And it was really neat to meet him. And I was, I stand corrected. He's doing the 50K and not the 25K. The only reason I thought he was doing the 25 is because I know he's only just done his first half marathon and has never run a marathon. So 
Uh, <laughs> he's he ran 36, I think he said uh, last weekend. So that'll be pretty exciting. He's going to do the same race that uh, Carlos did a couple of years ago, the Scorched Soul, and it's actually moved to a new venue in Kelowna, up in Knox Mountain. It's a really pretty. Um, a little bit more rolling, um, although there's a couple of really skookum climbs on there. And so uh, he said he calls himself Run in Pain on uh, Twitter because he's only started running in this last fall and he's already running a 50k race. So I can't believe that. That is just amazing. So I will, I'm hoping I'm in town that weekend and if I am, I'm going to go up and, and uh, watch the race or watch the guys come in. That's pretty exciting. Anyway, uh, shout out to him and everybody else. A bunch of new people have joined the Facebook group. And if I was really organized, I would have had that open. So I'll quickly peek in there right now and see. Okay, so I found a few. Here we go. Uh, I want to welcome Mike and Jill and Tom and uh, Jason, who's a local guy here. And Rob, <laughs> Rob, who's also a local fellow who I'm sure doesn't actually listen to this podcast. So thanks, Rob. <laughs> and Daryl, Daryl M. And Gabriel and John and Andy and Mike, who was Mike Scott from New Zealand, who was group member 100. So that was pretty exciting. And we've also got another new member, Chris, who just joined. So that's pretty pretty great like that's pretty amazing to have all those people and so I'm going to try to get some stuff posted but hey if you got any questions or anything and you're in the group just um, uh, click in there write a post tell us how things are going for you whatever and if you're trying to find it you can find the link on my blog at colonagirl.com so email me at colonagirl at gmail.com k-e-l-o-w-n-a-g-u-r-l colonagirl yeah all right, take care, and I'll uh, hopefully, hopefully cross your fingers that I'll be giving you a race report of my marathon after the race next weekend. Bye-bye. The sun must say.